Like you just think like, oh, six pack abs. That's all that matters. No, I'm going to go triple C thick and, and have, have a tattoo. Have a belly tattoo for it. Bigger canvas for <laughs> for for the ink. For the, yeah, for the ink yeah. would be the thought. I want to bring up, so inside the podcast, and we're going to be covering the exposure phase. I'm here at the Master of Sport podcast. I wanted to bring this up is that Lincoln asked, like, why if, you know, why, is, why was Nick wearing the helmet protector here? And you would ask this. Yeah. What's interesting is that they've shown that this helmet protector only decreases concussions by like, it was like eight and a half percent. And it's one in 10 hits it helps out on about. And so one less. of the guys, one of the football coaches in the NFL was like, Yo, if it decreases, I think it was Mike Tomlin. If it decreases it by eight and a half percent, we should be wearing it all the time. Like, we should probably even be wearing it in a game. Like, yeah, this is actually reasonable. So, like, why don't we actually think about that for for long term? It doesn't seem like that's a lot, but over the span of a year, yeah, if you've got a thousand concussions, what is that freaking eighty five less? Like, come on, what are we out. doing? Yeah, three hundred fifty six. Paper cuts would be pretty freaking brutal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought, I mean, they, they, they wear that in practice and they wear that um, also at, at the. That's something the un- the players union would, I think, have to go to the table about. Yo, we want to Well, I think this. they did in the NFL. I think that's why they wear them now in practice. All right. But some people were, like, giving them flack for it. Whatever. That's why you're sitting in the stands, buddy. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's a that's a big. You don't even move fast enough to get a concussion, probably when you hit someone. Correct. Yeah. Sorry, whoever that offended. And I think that goes into the exposure phase. Yeah, and that's where Nick, dude, Nick lived in that the exposure phase. Really? Yeah. Wow. Especially for the first like three years of his career of training. Uh, yeah. Well, because he was like twelve. Yeah, and I think that's also something I did want to add. I, I think what we could do in in long term is really developing like the exposure phase is so freaking effective that there's a lot of training ages that really should stick in it like 50% of their entire year hmm. like literally 50% of the year instead of just 20% yeah and so, yeah yes because of how effective it can be all right nice so for those of you that don't know like subscribe to the Masters of Sport podcast. Ring that notification U-tape. bell. You tape. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a channel called You Tape. <laughs> Make sure you get that. <laughs> and it only accepts VHS. Uh, as a as a yeah. submission, yeah. None of these digital simulations. How long would that take to to load that? I don't know. Ask Jason. He he's like twiddling his beard over this. Yeah, he's, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah, I like we this. We can one. scale this real easily. Yeah. <laughs> so exposure phase is a big thing here. Is if, if for those of you who parabolic periodization. Yeah. Inside of parabolic periodization, all of you guys that have listened and written us a f- nice five star review on the podcast channels on Spotify, Good time, buddy. Exposure phase is the first phase that's like kicking everything yeah, off. And there's there's five there's parts. F- right? Yeah, the exposure, f- comprehension, ascension, summit, realization. realization. Right. It's funny how you get to this like mental part after all the physical stuff. Yes, that I mean, you got to go through it to 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 achieve yeah. to f- achieve that that mental recognition yeah. internally. That was a good branding uh, decision. That was there a great job on you, Earl. 
well, very good. Job. I wasn't going to take all the credit. It was definitely a I thought think I had partnership. The credit of the, I think I deserve some credit of the journey. Yeah. But you did like the nitty gritty. Talking about a metaphor, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's See? the whole thing with the metaphor. That's why like, what you said it. I'm like, what are you talking about? We've been doing this for years. So, so like <laughs> the exposure phase is to me a great example of if I get a high school kid or a kid in middle school and she comes in, she's never squatted. The exposure phase is the first thing that she's going to do. Okay. What can we, now we're going to squat. Now you're going to learn how to clean with a, with a technique stick that you can pick up at garagestrength.com. Oh, man. Now you're going to learn how to use, you know, use your body properly and walk through lunges, you know, learn how to do pull-ups, stuff like that. So you get exposed it, to new experiences. Yes, and if you can instill proper mechanics over a long period of time, that's important. And the reason one of the main reasons why I think you know, younger kids should stay in this phase for 50% of the time is that they don't have that like the actual muscle memory developed. They don't have the neurons that have been imprinted over time. So if they're constantly being inundated with proper technique, proper movement patterns, proper positions, proper thought processes and cues, and they're constantly hammered with this over and over again, then they're going to have better posture. They're going to have better pulling mechanics. They're going to have better squatting mechanics. They're going to have better running mechanics. And they're going to think through things logically because of the technique that's been instilled yeah, in this them. This is why when young kids do reflexive strength movements, they are like squiggle drawings. Yes. Yeah. Like, All They look like something that you would draw in one of those yeah, etch-a-sketches. Just scratched up. Yep. But, but you over, need to expose them yeah. to more technical coordination movements, absolute strength movements that are, I'm going to say, they're not, they're easier. And then they can become more refined yes. as individuals and, and or as athletes. And you get more a chunk of granite that you can sculpt out with your little chisel. Mm -hmm. And by exposing them to constant little hammer taps yeah. of, what is that, a chisel? I'm not the sharpest chisel in the shed, but, you know, I can take a hammer and I don't know if that works at all. <laughs> Mixed metaphors there, Jason. That's what you're shaking your head about. All right, cool. But I, I think that's actually an interesting way to, to put it, though. It's like over and over and over again. And the best part, so when you're in parabolic periodization, that exposure phase and the comprehension phase are going to set you up for the rest of the, the blocks, right? If we have a 16 or 20 week period when we're looking at it with an athlete. So the exposure phase is going to be the, uh, a lot of volume. Okay. The first week, first two weeks, isn't going to be crazy, crazy. Cause you're just getting back into shape. You're just getting back in the gym. You're going to be moving and doing a lot of reps. So like, you know, let's say we're doing power clean front squat for five sets of four power cleans and four front squats, something like that. Dang. But then as we would I'm work tired thinking about that, yeah, as we get through like a back squat, let's say you do three sets of five, two sets of nine, something like that. As we get through that exposure phase, that volume just keeps building and building and Swells. building. Yeah. And you start to grow. You start to be more coordinated. You start to recover a lot faster. You start to feel a lot stronger. And now all of a sudden what you were doing for a set of five before now you're doing that for a set of easy nine. Uh, actually, today, today, uh, the throwers are on the third week of their current block, uh, and they're entering into this because we're we're getting closer to they just got out of it because we're uh, getting closer to uh, indoor nationals. So now, as we're going heavier, what they did in week one, now we're in week three. 
their heaviest set of five on incline bench, they're literally doing for four sets of seven on incline bench because of how well they've adapted uh, from the volume. And as, as we're actually decreasing the volume, you know, because we got seven weeks out, they're, they're just entering into the ascension phase. So we're having like one more heavy week of, or higher week of volume. But going back to the exposure phase is like, you're, you're preparing the body, one for this crazy journey, crazy long journey, but two, you're also you're you're preparing it to to be able to handle the the constant yeah, it's repetition the structure of the house it's the foundation yes exactly comprehension phase may be a little bit more like the frame yeah and but this is like the full foundation one, but the exposure is like yo we got to dig out the basement put lay the concrete and i think you know talking about nick put the work, rebar in or whatever i don't yeah, know I don't yeah things i don't either um you're building about, a global fitness empire dane what are you talking about that's fair I don't know if we can of the see mind. Nick's shoes in this uh, in those shots. The weightlifting shoes. Yeah, but talking about talking about Nick's shoes is like he's not moving and he's scared. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to so fingerprint that all up. So talking about Nick, right? He starts sixth grade, and if you can look at it like essentially the first, if you're young enough. The first like three, three and a half years of somebody's career, just living it. You're living in that exposure phase because you're just trying to learn how to be a better athlete. And if you can learn how to push, you can learn how to squat, you can learn how to bench, you can learn how to handle the stress, and you can learn how to deal with all these things. And you make it as hard as possible on them. Then, as if they're if they keep coming back, they're gonna survive the best. I want to share this quickly because we had a girl come in tonight. And dude, she looked. She looks good, like Jack. Like she could be like an athlete, very clearly an athlete. And Jake was like, "Yo, that girl's like 14. I hope she sticks around." And DJ was training her, so I know the first workout. We've always talked about, dude, late, like go hard the first workout. Push them, not till they're like debilitated, but like push them freaking hard because we want them to be as challenged as possible. Because we have so many people coming in now that. If you can't survive the first workout, don't come. Yeah. Don't come back. We want everybody here. Yeah, yeah. We want everyone yeah. here to be. It's absolutely funny best. you say that because you'll hear people say, "Don't beat people too. Don't beat them up too bad because they won't come back." And you're like totally the opposite end of that spectrum. You're like, I I know anyone's body can eventually adapt to anything. Yeah. I want to see if you can mentally overcome that hurdle. Yeah, and if you can, and it's a completely different like shift on the. I don't know if it's a shift. Maybe it's a little old school in that way. I think it's I I would argue it's new age because <laughs> because what we're doing is really challenging. You're like Conan people. on the freaking the wheel, <laughs> yeah. just spitting it. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're a little kid and you're like, oh, Arnold. Yeah. So so one thing <laughs> I wanted to tell you was uh, she was leaving then and you could tell she was gassed. Yeah. And Jake's looking at me and he's like. <laughs> He's like, yo, this this girl's walking out the door going, what was I doing? Why did I come here? And then she came back in with her mom. And he's like, oh, the mom's coming back in. Yeah, so we'd like to cancel our membership. But we could hear them being like, yeah, she loved it. She feels like she might throw up. We want to come back. And then Jake and I are like, yo, this is this is the person. And we don't, not that we think you need to throw up to be tough. Yeah. But if you can push yourself to that state at that young of an age that means that you can keep grinding a little bit more and it goes back it gets to, easier too yeah it gets easier and it goes back to the whole comparison with 
100 meter sprinters and with swimmers that we had in the last podcast where we talked about if I can just get a little bit more of an advantage off right. the wall or out of the starting blocks, that's going to set me up tremendously at 70, 80, 90 meters. And it's the same thing if I'm 13 or 14 years old and I'm getting trained and tested on a daily basis in the exposure phase. And I know that every day my effort can be a little bit more here than my opponent. And it's a little bit more again. It's a little bit more again. Then when, they, when that kid is a freaking true freshman in college, that's when you start to see that, oh, wow, that kid's so Sounds much more Sounds like developed. implied odds again. Yeah, it is, it is implied odds. <laughs> Throwing it back to another episode. <laughs> and it sounds like you work through those phases of periodization as you age and you get through these blocks of basically each period should have a, a oh focus. my goodness can we periodize age groups into yes exposure comprehension yes. and as then well including from like a, a larger macro yes thing into that's that. what i was oh. thinking so you look oh, wow. at nicholas it's like Content. sixth sixth seventh eighth grade is going to be more exposure predominant ninth tenth eleventh probably twelfth still comprehension collegiately now we're in the ascension phase professionally now you're getting into summit and you're going to go back and forth but mainly summit and then realization phase is when it's you're at the later end of your career and you're at like 31 32 and you've you done start, all that work you got to start dealing with two like identity stuff then yeah around there like yeah, understanding like this isn't family. who you are necessarily anymore right right it's part of who you were yeah but you got to transition into a new a new yeah. person basically like how you drive yourself yeah you know speaking of all these phases there is a book in course the parabolic periodization uh yeah for t what is that one technical coordination technical literacy yeah and there's should i say what's yeah for on, sure on the way yeah there's did we, did we arrive on a title yet with this or the parabolic periodization for sports all right well so we don't have a full title but there's a parabolic periodization book coming out for sports performance. For sports performance, just and dude, I think the thing is with this stuff and is, a course too, right? Yes, yeah. I, I think with all this stuff, what's so interesting with what we're doing is one, we've got the on-site gym where it's essentially like our lab, and then we've done this research and it's not peer-reviewed, but it's it's taking those references, the anecdotal experiences and the knowledge base that we've created and then how we share ideas and knowledge within one another as coaches and then developing that and then sharing that with everybody else. So it's like giving them a, giving you the listener, basically a 10 year jump on your potential strength training career or sports yeah. performance career. And, and it's like learning from how did we develop some, I mean, even someone like Javen, Javen came in when he was in, you know, 10th grade. So four, three or four years later than, than Nicholas, but what did you have to do? All right, well, it's still like two years of his career based off of where he was on that macro scale has to be predominantly focused on the exposure phase. So it's like figuring out what's the exposure phase, what are the key factors behind it, what do you have to learn, and then how can you develop that in each individual athlete so that they're optimized to perform the Let's best. talk about um, volume and intensity. Okay. I know you've already dropped exposure phase is volume heavy. Right. Um, let's talk about the intensity with it, how you – I guess govern it maybe a little bit or I, how you, you know, let the reins off, go ahead and I like, frolic. Yeah. I like the first two weeks is basically just something like, let's say if we were using percentages, 65, 75%, nice and easy. If we're doing cleans, if you're doing benches, no failing, just minimal fails, accessory work, we can fail a little bit. So if we have like three sets of 17 or three sets of 20 or 25 or something like that, 
you know, you might do a reverse hyper or, or even something as simple as like bicep curls, right? Or push-ups on pipes. Those are the accessories is where you're going to fail, but the technical coordination movements, the absolute strength movements, those first two weeks, we don't want any failures. The second two weeks, we want to be playing on the edge of like, all right, well, the first two weeks I did this, this, let's try and add, you know, 15 pounds. Let's try and add 20 pounds and see what happens and just play on that, that edge. Maybe you only have one rep left in the tank, or maybe you have two, le two left in the tank. But then that fourth week, it's like, all right, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. Let's try and push for a 10 rep max in the back squat. Let's try and push for a 10 rep max in the, in the, in like the bench. Like 180 kilos, 10 rep? That'd be, that'd be solid. I'm not doing that. You're not. No. Didn't Jake do that? Jake did do that. Yeah. Junior did 200. But, yeah. Jake different. squats about a foot deeper than Yo, Junior, too. And, and Jake also has really long legs. Yeah. But even no like, offense to Junior, he's super strong. Even this exposure phase, I've had periods where Jake's done a, a set of five and one cleans off of one box. So it's like figuring out, like, all right, let's hit a five rep max on a clean, which sounds insane. But if you're in that phase, then when you come out of it, it's like, well, I did five reps at 155. I could hit 65 for a single. Yeah. And that's exactly what actually happened with Jake this weekend when we went to, uh, to Marquette to do that research lab. He's complaining to me that I never answered all of his questions. I'm like, dude, if I tell you the answer. Let it go, Dane. Let I it know. Go. I know. You're right. <laughs> but then we go there, and he still goes 140, 170. It's like, dude, this is the whole thing. The strength levels that you have right now, you almost back squatted 220, and we haven't even done anything under five reps. So when we cut under five reps, now you've got to adapt to that mentally because you've done four sets of five at 189. So when we're going to to do four doubles, we can't do that at 195 anymore. That's got to be at like 205, 210. That's how you get out of the exposure phase. But if we're in it. I yeah. do have a question about transition too. If yeah. you want to talk about that since you let into that. Like how do you go about transitioning from the exposure to the comprehension? Or even in some of the cases you've been mentioning, exposure to exposure. Like yeah, I, I like to look at when the uh, when their peak has to be. And what sport they're in. If we're in weightlifting, it's gonna be it's gonna be very specifically based off of their peak. Um, Jason, you mind taking a video of me doing this podcast? Did it die? No, I just thought about this for my uh, I, Trevor and Jake want me to video like behind the scenes stuff more. Oh, I literally just thought of that because I saw Jason Jason's phone. <laughs> um, I just thought about it, Jason. It's, yeah, that should be. He's a gonna guess. blame you tomorrow. No, shut the yes, he fuck is. up. You're I'm warning such an you, asshole. No, I'm not. I'm. I can predict the future. What were we just talking about? We're exposure phase transition. Okay, so when do you go exposure to comprehension or exposure to exposure? If if I'm looking at it for weightlifting, we're gonna transition out of the exposure phase strictly based off of the peak date. If I'm in sports performance, it's gonna be more focused on. All right. Is this individual's training age, are they ready to move on to comprehension? Or based off of where they're at in the season or in the postseason, can they stay in this phase so that we can develop a little bit more musculature? Can they gain a little bit more size? So it's a little different sports performance to weightlifting uh, because of the, the technical side. If we have throwers, it's going to be very peak uh, date specific as well, where it's like, all right, we might have to repeat this because of based, based on when we're trying to peak for the season. So I have a little question then that just popped up in my head because sports performance has more of a elongated season Yeah, and not all sports, but a lot of sports that 
very many athletes who come in here will do like football wrestlers right. like the season's elongated yep. so i'm almost hearing that like you can play i don't know how much you do with the phases between in season and out of season too yeah where out of season you can hold on to an exposure and comprehension a little bit more send them up and then it's like well how do i hold the ascension and comp uh ascension summit. and summit in season i think that's going to depend too it that really just depends on the level of the athlete like okay. if I have somebody who I know can go out and perform at 95% of all their opponents, they can do crazy work in the Ascension and Summit phase throughout the entire season, no matter what. Now, if we have somebody who's not to that level, like they're not an all-state athlete or they're not a state champ caliber athlete, they're like, you know, maybe they can qualify for states. Well, then we have to really be traditional and peak them as well as we can to make sure that they get to the state okay. meet. Or in the case of a football team, like if we know that they can train pretty hard in a week based off, off strength of schedule, we're going to do it. But if we know that, hey, you know, this team's going to be pretty tough, well, then we're going to back off and it's not going to be as traditional in the parabolic so system. So real quick, before we go into the audience questions and we tell everyone to join our Discord server and the subreddit so they can ask questions and like submit them for the podcast and comment and things of that nature. So do that. How can you mess up the exposure phase? Going too heavy too soon. Like like just in cutting, I, like, I, I always use this. You should never do below triples in the exposure phase for technical coordination, and you should never do under sets of five on, okay. on absolute strength. And in accessories, I wouldn't go below 17 reps. So if, so you if you're going that, below that, you're going too heavy. If you hold that rep range at there, you know they're fine. Yeah, yeah. So you just make sure the volume's high enough. <laughs> yeah, so that they can't. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to butcher this discord name bibby anash bibby anash yeah whatever if you only train at home and doesn't have much space what would be the best equipment to buy squat rack yeah sorry yeah squat rack and and yeah because you can set up pull-ups on it yeah you can put a bench in there you could do floor bench on there um get a really good bar yeah so you can just clean yeah snatch just clean snatch and and the squat Maybe rack jerk. I would try to get two bars because you could do, uh, you could set up dips in the squat rack as well, Ooh. reclining pull-ups. Uh, so it's going to be like a thousand dollar upfront fee with the squat rack. But if you if that's what you got to do, I mean, the only thing I will say, well, actually to echo Earl is the first things that my parents yeah, reverberate, bought, buddy. Yeah, is two bumper plates. And we had a squat rack that was like a jailhouse squat rack that's still the one that we have down there in the single leg rack. That's that's the first squat rack I ever owned. Um, and, you know, that was like, I think my dad might have gotten it for free from the school, the high school. So if you have some place nearby that can is getting rid of stuff, like just find that on Craigslist. Go thrifting. Or, yeah, Facebook Marketplace and be like, yo, I'm just a high school kid. Hit us up. We've got equipment that we need to get rid of. And we've got a lot of it. So it's like, yo, if you don't want to buy our stuff, we probably have some random squat rack hidden in the woods somewhere that we could get you to help you get stronger. Discord, liquidarity, like solidarity. Um, does Dane shave or wax his body? Or does is his baldness so powerful that his claim his torso too? <laughs> should all athletes train their feet? <laughs> all athletes should train their feet. Yes. <laughs> He does have a beard, though. Uh, my head, 
I just got to the point where my wife's like, you just look better when you're shaving your head. Just shave your head. Oh, he's doing it for the ladies. Yeah. Um, and then she did just mention that I look leaner, leaner when I shave my chest. But she actually doesn't care if I have chest hair. And then I think I might have mentioned something. And I have done this in the past, but I might have mentioned something to Jason. He was like, dude, you do look better when you shave your chest. So my new idea I know this doesn't relate to anything with you, but I only think- fans bear community garage strength. <laughs> no, I wasn't going that way, dude. That'd be awesome. Though. I was thinking about instead of being lean, getting like just a gnarly tattooed on my stomach. <laughs> so even if I push it out, all you think about is the tattoo. Oh, and it doesn't matter. It if doesn't you're fat matter. Or it's just like yeah, yeah. It's just there. Belly tattoo. That's my thought. <laughs> no. I don't trust you on this. <laughs> like you just think like oh six pack abs that's all that matters no i'm gonna go triple c thick and, and have, have a, a tattoo have a belly tattoo for it bigger canvas for <laughs> for for the, ink. for the yeah for the ink yeah would be the thought let it's, us know what you think about belly tattoos and dane's lack of hair except no, on his what, forearms but, what, and let us know about the only fans garage strength style oh dude <laughs> for the bear community <laughs> <laughs> all right what are we supposed to sell now discord oh discord and make, if like you want, subscribe and if you need single legs i here's one big thing finally single leg squats during the exposure phase will set up especially young kids sixth seventh eighth grade so if you need a single leg roller head over, dot app too yeah head over to garage and pick up our brand i guess it's not brand new anymore we did just have a sweet update though so pick up our app peak strength dot app until next time peace